Welcome back to the Edgy Conversations podcast. This is Dan Walchman. I'm so excited to share a conversation with a very, very close friend of mine. You know, every once in a while, you meet people and everything they do seems to inspire you. It could be the words they use. It could be how they walk, how they talk, what they've accomplished. Hector Lamarck is one of those guys. He is a truly inspiring individual. As you're going to hear from the conversation that follows, he's a guy who was so shy, so nervous that he would duck into a department store rather than say hi to you in the mall. That's how nervous he was. From shy to confident. And I want you to hear, in his own words, how he takes 40 years worth of sales training and compacts it down to three years. It's amazing. Hector is an individual right now who leads a sales force of over 15,000 financial planners, one of the most successful of all time doing what he does. I can't wait for you to listen in on this conversation. There are many lessons that you'll be able to learn. If you're like me and speed these podcasts up, feel free to do that now, but make sure you've got a pen and paper. Come back, grab some notes. This is an amazing conversation. That being said, I bring you my friend, Hector Lamarck. Hey guys, Dan Walshman here. I'm joined by a special guest. Uh, Hector Lamarck has been uh, a, an online friend of mine for, I feel like a long time now. Uh, right. if, you follow his, if you follow his feed at all on social media, Twitter especially, I feel like you know who Hector is. So welcome, Hector. Well, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Glad to talk to you. So, uh, you know, you're, you're, I'm trying to think about the exact time when we first met. It's probably been a couple of years now, at least, right? At least a couple of years. Yeah. And, and I, I, I think I reached out just be, I think I just reached out because I, I saw you retweeting, uh, to your community, just, you know, this, you know, this post, that post. And I was like, I, I have, I just have to meet this guy and see what he's all about. And then I discovered did an amazing story. Uh, actually, you, like? you you had you had built like one of the largest or maybe the largest kind of financial sales team anywhere in the world. Yeah, we have fourteen thousand agents right now. A little bit after that, we're going going towards fifteen thousand agents right now. Fifteen thousand agents. So yeah. that's an awesome. That's an awesome, I guess, conclusion or success story. But as I've, you know, talked to rich, famous, successful people uh, who've earned their way there, like you, uh, mm-hmm. I've learned that it's not all it's not all easy, right? <laughs> In fact, not much of it's easy. Oh, none of it. I'm really on the way. I have a saying that you know, success and comforts like oil and water. I mean, you know, on your way to success, you're always uncomfortable. There's always some challenge or something new that you have to learn or do that um, makes it really challenging. And so the comfort comes after you're successful, but not before. I think most people are seeking comfort all the time, which is a really a detriment to, to them trying to become successful. So talk to us a little bit about the, the uncomfortable things you had to do on your way to building this 15,000 person Salesforce? Well, pretty much everything along the way. I mean, I, I, I grew up, you know, I was a very shy and, a, and an introvert. I'm a, I'm a voracious reader. I always have been. Even when I was a kid, I grew up, you know, like a block away from the city libraries to hang out at the library all, the, all day in the summertime to get out of the heat and, you know, I've just liked to read and uh, and kind of in my own head. And so for me to be in a, in a public, like I just spoke to 12,000 people on Saturday, closed a big meeting for our company. And, um, you know, for me to do that, if you would have known me before when, you know, when I was younger, you would have said there's no way that he could do that because I would, I mean, I'm the kind of person that if I was the kind of, I was the kind of person if I was walking down a mall and I knew you and I saw you coming towards me, but you hadn't seen me yet. I duck into a store to avoid talking to you. I mean, that's really how bad I was. So um, everything about speaking to people, prospecting, setting appointments, uh, you know, everything about it was very uncomfortable for me. 
And so I had to make a lot of change. You, you mentioned something a little while when we talked, when I talked the other day is that um, I listened to this, uh, how to master the art of selling anything, the audio programs, 12 cassettes by uh, Tom Hopkins. And I listened to that program in my car to and from work, which is about two hours a day for three straight years. And um, wow. that was, that was the, and I never turned on the radio. I never, I only listened to that. I know most people can't believe it, but I, I listened to it over and over. So, so what ended up happening is that I got to the point where I, I, I knew the material so well, it was so ingrained that um, the selling and all the different parts of having to sell and set appointments, et cetera, became really easy for me. And my self-confidence just went through the roof when I did that. So the shyness started dissipating, my confidence grew like crazy. And then I felt like I could do anything. And I started getting really amazing results as a result of that. So it was, it's, and then on top of that, I think I've, I think I've read over 1500, between 15 and 1600 books on personal development from time management to people skills, to emotional intelligence, to you name you name the topic having to do with personal development. I've read the book. I've read hundreds of biographies and autobiographies of successful people. I mean, I've, I've just immersed myself in, you know, how to think and what to do and how to act relative to becoming successful. And I, I don't, you know, my, I think that that's what anybody who's feeling like they can't do it needs to do they need to prepare themselves to be successful and most people just simply don't do the work to prepare to be successful so they struggle all the time they they have doubt they lack confidence and you can't win as you well know dan unless you're confident you've got to be confident yeah. but confidence comes from preparation it doesn't come from wanting to be confident uh you know so again you know it's amazing this happens a lot when you talk to successful people they, they make these little statements in passing that amateurs gloss over. And for those of you listening, think about what Hector just said. So three years, that's roughly a thousand days, slightly more. Uh, um, if you're not working everyone, let's just round it off to a thousand days, two hours a day. That's 2000 straight hours of listening to Tom Hopkins talked it. I bet you could quote some of those, you know, those lessons, you know, like Tom was right verbatim as you're going down the road. Absolutely. In fact, you know, one of the so things I did, and we, one of the things I did is I actually re retaped them and sped it up. So it was at one and a half or two so that I could listen to the program faster. I think you mentioned that you did that as well. So. I do, I do. Yes, people, people in my community laugh because I'll listen to audiobooks at, on on Google Play at two x, and then when I'm done listening to the book, I'll buy the ebook and highlight it with my finger the spots that I really liked. Uh, and so I kind of am reading and listening to every great book. And you know, some books I I don't get that much out of, and so I won't buy the ebook. But yeah, it's amazing. You you put it on two x, you still absorb it. Yeah, your subconscious uh, hears and understands everything. But I want to put this in. I want to put this in context. I want to put this in context for those listening, because again, two thousand hours. So let's say you work. You actually work a forty-hour work week in sales. I want. To, I want to talk to you about why you know, most salespeople aren't successful. Let's say you actually work forty hours a week. Most people aren't spending actually forty hours selling, but let's say you're a, a wonder kind, and that's what you're doing. Forty hours to get to uh, you know, five days a week, uh, or, you know, that's eight hours a day, 40, 40 hours a week. It, it's going to take you, what is that? Is that 500 weeks or yeah, 500, is that 500 weeks to get to yeah. 2000 hours? So think about that. Think about that with me, people. That's 10 years of, if you were selling nonstop for eight hours a day, that's the level of experience Hector was building. Now, Let's say you're not selling 100% of the time. Let's say you're selling 50% of the time. You only sell 20 hours a week, which I bet for most people is laughable. You're not selling even 20 hours a week. Yeah, That's most people are 20. selling five to 10. Yeah, exactly. That's So if you sold half the time, that's 20 years. If you sell a quarter of the time, that's 80 years. Hear me out. Oh, sorry, sorry, 40, 40 years, 40 years. If you sold five hours a week, which is what most people are doing, that would require you to have 40 years of experience in selling 
And Hector did it in three years. By the way, he's introverted. He's going to the library. He's the sort of guy who he doesn't want to say hi, even though he's your friend. He's ducking into the store. And I think some people uh, confuse, uh, you know, oh, that guy's he has a, a gift of gab, or he oh he's naturally born with sales, or he could sell iced Eskimos. And it's if you look at successful people, I really want to drill this home. It's not an accident. What Hector did, Hector, you spent three years in basically Navy SEAL training for sales with Tom, um, getting not just ideas, but actually putting it into practice. What most people will say, I want to improve. They'll improve. It's just going to take you 40 years. Right. The level of of, uh, commitment they have to improving is just so, you know, so weak that for them to really have any significant success is probably not going to happen for most people. They don't, I think most people don't realize the level of commitment. If you look at any high level professional athlete, professional actor, professional and anything that's really at, at the highest level, what people don't realize is an, is an amount of work that they put into to developing those skills or acquiring the knowledge necessary to succeed. They, they have no concept of what it takes to do that, which, so they never do it. And so as a result, you know, very few people become super successful, but becoming super successful is doable for almost anybody if they're willing to put the work in. And just most aren't. I love you know, that. We're, we're, ta- we're talking about the fact that, you know, you're a little, you know, the thing you're doing right now where you're, you can't understand why people don't follow, follow through or don't plug in or whatever, but that's yeah. just, that's just, that's human nature. Most people, simply are never going to do what it takes. So the key really is to find the people that are motivated, the ones that are motivated. It's very easy to work with motivated people and it's next to impossible to work with unmotivated people. And, um, you know, I think, I think the, yeah. the rub, the got, the gotcha is really doing the work to find those right, those, you know, the right people. It's, not, it's just simply not that easy. It takes, takes a lot of skill, takes a lot of work, takes mega commitment and focus and, most people don't have it. So for those of you listening, wondering, you know, I, the reason why what I try to do is stay in touch with people who inspire me. And Hector's one of those guys. I called Hector frustrated, probably the most frustrated I've been in, in, in a long time. And I said, I've put together a program for salespeople or, or budding entrepreneurs. Um, and most of you have heard me name drop 30 Days to Awesome. For those of you who listen to this podcast or other things you've heard me mention, 30 Days to Awesome program. I'm not really pitching it to you. I'm pitching it to people who I think need it. And I told Hector, out of 100 people who would register for the webinar, we had an 8.47% show rate. And I said, here's what I understand. I'm not, I didn't force you to sign up. In fact, I didn't even heavily incentivize you to sign up. I didn't beg or plead or give you anything free to sign up. I just said, I've got this amazing uh, information, three things that I've seen high performers do. And oh, by the way, I've helped Clients had 17 billion in new revenue, right? Uh, I, I don't have a, a 15,000 person sales force, but I've, I've done like this is proven material. I said, Hector, why only 8.47% are showing up? And in fact, in some weeks, it was as low as 4%. I said, how can this be? And Hector told me what he just told all of you, which is that most people, we talk a big game about wanting to be successful, but we're not willing to do the things to be successful. Imagine you knew somebody who could, you know, you're, you know, you have a big goal. You want a big house, a big dream. Maybe you're sick and you know, this guy has the formula for you to live a healthier, more fulfilled life. And you engage, uh, it, you know, what steps are you taking to actually follow through on that material? What steps are you actually taking to like do the homework? Right. It's always in the preparation. Always. You know, that's, you know, that's simply, I don't care what you're involved in. I mean, I, I like to play golf and, you know, I, I used to be a scratch golfer and now I'm like a eight handicap right now, but I don't play hardly any golf anymore. Maybe once or twice a week, I used to play five or six days a week and got, got good. But if you're not putting in the work, you can't, you can't shoot those low scores. If you're not putting in the work, you can't close those transactions. You can't set those appointments. You can't make things happen. You just can't. And, and there's no, you can't skate through that. You've got to do it. And most people, again, just don't do it. It's not that they can't do it. 
It's that they won't do it. Everybody listening wow. to this podcast can do it, but you won't do it. And so there's no, it's no secret. It's no magic, uh, you know, place, place to go or magic ride to the top. You know that. I mean, it's, you, you're, you're an animal, man. You work your tail off, right? So that people think they're going to get there and not do that, they're delusional. Yeah, that's one reason why I filmed, I took a documentary crew with me on running a 100-mile race is I wanted to show in a couple races, the first documentary crew saw me, you know, uh, uh, the first hunt, the first, you know, that I attempted, I, I dropped out DNF'd at uh, 14 hours in at 71 miles. And, you know, wow. just, I, would, I made a bunch of mistakes and my body was all beaten up and, and, and I passed, passed out. And then on the second one, I brought the same f- film crew back with me about a year later. And you know what the difference was? I had done the time. I had done the time. I had done the time. Yeah. 12,000, 13,000, 17,000 miles on roads and trails over a couple of years. And now that's my, my total number of miles run, but I put in, you know, 4,000 miles that year and I prepared and guess what? I lost about 15 pounds. For those of you who've seen pictures of me, you're like, where? Well, you, you lose it. (laughs) If you don't need it and you're running that many miles, you lose it. Right. And, And all of a sudden I got up to run this race and I did it. Yay, successful. And not only that, but I broke the course record. And, you know, and all of that stuff stemmed from preparation. Yeah. Uh, not from being a, a, a phys- what do you call it? Having a big, an, a amazing physique. It was yeah. putting in the, the time on roads and trails. And it's not only physical preparation, it's a mental preparation. The mental might even be as much as the physical preparation. You know, so, so much of becoming successful is being mentally tough and most people simply aren't very mentally tough they get one little setback or something doesn't go their way and they get derailed and just you know they get uh you know disfocused and i i think yeah. that that's a big big issue for most people you know they can't stay it's a focused. tremendous issue yeah yeah this is this is powerful um, I had someone explain it to me one time and I kind of borrowed their expression. They said, there's mindset, there's methods, and there's magic or mindset mechanics, magic, however you want to say that middle part. And most things online, you know, how to get rich, how to retire when you're 30, you know, oh, seven yeah, steps right. to losing yeah. weight. It's right. all me- methods and mechanics sort of stuff. And what people right. figure out is almost any method, almost any mechanics, if done enough will work like you, you listen to these tapes, you could have listened to anybody. Um, right. Now, Tom was obviously a pretty, pretty darn smart at what he's doing, but you could have listened to almost anyone for that period of time in the sales arena. And you would have built confidence just because you have your familiarity, right? Sure. You just, you know, it. absolutely. But yep. you obviously picked the right guy and you picked the right process, which was, you know, repetition, repetition, repetition. Mm-hmm. And people then, and I see it time after time, and I'm sure you see it when you're training all of your, your sales force is you'll say, okay, what are you going to do? I don't know. Okay. How's this going to play out? Uh, I'm not sure. Well, I'll, I'll figure that out when we get there. And then when they're in that hot seat, when they're in that hot zone, all of a sudden they're, they're going, well, what happened? It, it blew up. And what you said is spot on. The fact that, well, look, your, your mind wasn't straight. You hadn't prepared for it. Um, <laughs> you weren't planning to, to, you know, for, for this. And so, you know, things blew up, um, whereas had you had the right mindset, had you had been preparing and thinking and planning, you probably would have been more successful. You know what, you know, Dan, one thing that I, that I talk about a lot is I say, you know, for sure, when you're building anything, you're going to have a lot of challenges and things that are going to set you back and, and you're going to get distracted. But you have to know in advance, you have to decide in advance how you're going to react when you have that challenge. It's inevitably going to happen. You have to do that. And so for me, like I knew people were going to quit. I knew I was going to lose sales. I knew, I knew all kinds of things were going to happen that weren't really good, but I also knew how I was going to react in advance. So when it happened, instead of going, Oh, me, poor fiddle for me, everything bad always happens to me. Maybe this is, I'm not meant for this. I didn't ever do that. I just went into action mode of what I was going to do when that happened. And I never felt sorry for myself. I just said, okay, if, if something's not going the way I want to go, then I need to either increase my skill level or, or increase my knowledge level. 
so that this doesn't happen again in the future. I never looked at it like I wasn't meant for that thing. I think a lot of times people, when they have a, a, a challenge, they, they perceive it as they're not meant for that. And it has nothing to do with it. What, the reason you're having a challenge is because your skill set, your knowledge base, isn't up to snuff and you have to improve it so that you don't have, so, so you don't repeat this this situation you know it's really that, that yeah thing. i love that so so um th this is a key point for me so let's drill in on this because i set big goals and one of my goals on running for example hector is to break the u.s record for most miles run in 24 hours uh, not mm -hmm. just the U.S. record, which is about 165. I would love to wow. break the world record. The world record is about 182 miles, and it was set by basically the Greek god of ultra running, um, uh, and, and he owns every record in ultra running. Basically, one guy does, Giannis Chorus, amazing athlete. Mm -hmm. So I dream these things, and I set out, right. and most of my attempts – Every attempt so far that I've set out to do this with training and teams and coaches and support groups have all ended up in failure, all ended up in failure. And I go through this two-day period where, like, going into the race, I'm expecting I'm going to be successful. I'm like, I've trained, I've prepared, my mind's straight, mm -hmm. and then somewhere in the day, either it's too hot or something happens, and I fail. And then I kind of, I spend about a couple days in a funk. And I'm just like, well, maybe it's not going to happen. Eventually, I pull myself out of it. How did you prepare your mindset for, 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 for what, you know, you, you know, setting big goals? You had to expect failure was going to come. How did you prepare for that? Well, you know, the, the, the reason I knew that I was going to succeed and, I, and how I, I prepared is I knew in advance that they were going to happen, things were going to happen, and I knew that I was going to do whatever it took. To, to develop the skills and the knowledge, like I've been saying, so that it would, so that at some point I'm going to succeed. I knew that I, you know, I've done, you know, I've done enough things in my life, especially athletically, where, you know, I did some things that most, I'll give you an example. I played um, two, two quick examples. One, when I was in high school, I played, uh, I didn't play basketball. I played basketball in high school, but I didn't play till I was a, a sophomore. And I was on the B team. I was on, I was on the reject team, the people that the kids that weren't good enough to play junior varsity or varsity. And then the next year I decided I was going to try out for the varsity. And, um, the coach asked everybody, uh, you know, what team are you going out for? And we were with all the whole, all the whole kids that were going to be playing the next season. And I said, I'm going out for varsity. And everybody started laughing at me. Like, it was like, are you kidding me? You can't do that. You're, you're, you're from the B reject team. And I just got pissed and I just started practicing like a crazy person. Right. I mean, I just, I'm, I just put in so much time. I ended up making it by the time I was a senior, I was, a, I was an MVP. I was the, uh, I was the captain of the basketball team. And then when I went to college, I I'd never played tennis before. I took a tennis class in college in my freshman year. And I, and I, I, this girl that was on the women's team, I played her in a, in a match and she just destroyed me. I said, wow, this can't happen. So I, I did the same thing. I said, I want to be good at this. And I started practicing like crazy, reading everything I could read, look, looking at videos. The coach saw me practicing. He asked if I needed help. And he started. And so anyways, I ended up not only playing on the team when I was a senior in college, I was, I was number one on my college tennis team and the MVP of my team and all that. And I'd never played before. So I knew that if you commit, if you focus like a laser beam, if you do all the work, that you can you can do whatever you want to do. So I knew that even if I was going to have problems along the way, that I knew if I did the work and I prepared, that I could make that happen. I just had this belief system that that could happen. And that's exactly what's happened to me over and over again, is yeah. having that kind of mentality. And I think most people, they just, they don't, they don't see that doing the work's going to work. So that if you don't believe that doing the work's going to uh, culminate in what you want, you're never going to do the work. You have to believe that if you do the work at some point, and don't know how long it's going to take, it's going to happen. You have to have that. And that's what I had. I mean, that's how I did it. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know, what's interesting. Is I have a very, very similar story. I've told it uh, to some people before is I remember I was the youngest. I went to a private school and since we didn't play football, we played soccer, but we had an elite level team out of 11 starters uh, when I, uh, on the team, one of my final years, I think eight or nine had full ride soccer scholarships to schools. We were rated number two or three prep school. 
in the country. So it was a very, very, uh, very elite school. I made the starting team when I was in eighth grade for one reason, is that um, we had this coach from Indiana who was a Hoosier, and he would say, literally, I guess you can't do this anymore, Hector, but he would take us about 15 miles away from the school, and he would say, so follow this road back until you hit the school, and if you don't come back, you're not on the team. That was day one. And day one, I should, yeah, I mean, nowadays, I guess that's, you, you know, you're getting all kinds of trouble with parents and people whining <laughs> at you about, you know, yeah, right. you know why is my Johnny, you know, this and that. So. But I remember I, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Actually making kids work for it. Uh, yeah. We, the first, I was an eighth grader and uh, I was a ball boy in sixth and seventh grade because I loved the game. I'd run around, grab the balls and coach said, you know, you can try out next year, but it's not looking really good. We've got a, you know, pretty awesome roster. Um, I said, I started running that summer hardcore with my father and, um, I, I basically ran step-by-step step with a senior the, the entire way back to, uh, the bus, back to the school, the entire way. We ended up number two. He beat me in like the final stretch, uh, as an eighth grader and him as a senior. And I remember I was running while throwing up and I just did not want to stop. I get back and the coach gave me this look like, what the hell happened to you? Literally, I throw up all over my shirt where it had like, you know, I, I, while running, I'm still I'm throwing up. And he, 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 did, he didn't say a word to me. He just said, I'll see you tomorrow. Basically, I'll see you tomorrow. And that wow. next day led to the next thing, which my, my the last game, the state championship, I remember the coach got pissed at the seniors. I'm still an eighth grader. And he said, oh, these guys are not running. They're not hustling. And, he, he, you know, I was too dumb to know you don't, you don't speak out. But I just right. said, you know, he was just shouting at people. I said, put me in, coach. And I remember the coach was kind of turning halfway around and looking down the line. And he said, Walshman, get in there. And I played right forward. And literally, I ran around like a chicken with my head cut off. Uh, you know, in that position, not as good as the starter at all. But uh, one of the starters, the striker, hit, hit the ball, bounced off the goalie's hands. Because I had been hustling, I was literally standing right in front of the ball, kicked it off my shin, not even off my foot. That's how uncool I was. It didn't even hit my, my <laughs> shoe. It hit my shin because I missed it. It hit my shin, went right into the goal, and won, ended up winning the state championship. And I still, wow. yeah, so I, I, see, I see in my own life, exactly like you, this track record of, if you put in the work, it'll, it'll, it'll win. What, what I struggle with is day to day, man, it's like I'm putting it all on the line. And you, when you don't see those results, it's just, I know the results are going to come down the line, but sometimes it's just so uncomfortable and so painful in the moment that you're like, this has to get better, right? How, what, what do you yeah. say to yourself? Do you just say, hold on, well, keep you, going? What, yeah, what? Hold on. Yeah, you just have to have the belief that over time, you know, because you kind of, you, you make um, inroads and strides in increments. Sometimes you, you plateau out and then you keep working, 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 and then you, you know, like when running, you probably did the same thing, right? You hit plateaus and you, you keep working and eventually it starts to happen. And I, I think that for me, I just believed it was going to happen. And the other thing I think that's one of the most important things that, that I see why people struggle with staying focused and, and committed is you have to know exactly, precisely, completely, totally what you want out of whatever it is you're trying to do. If you don't have a clear vision of the final you know, outcome of what you want and what you're trying to do, that was always, I knew exactly what I wanted. So, so for me to stay focused day to day was easy because all I kept thinking about and visualizing was a final outcome, which is in, you know, making the team or in, in business, you know, winning and being successful and getting, you know, for me being debt free and financially independent was a prize for me. And that was what I was focused mm. on. I wanted, I wanted freedom. I didn't know. I mean, you know, like I didn't, I wanted total freedom. And I mean, for me, it meant, being no, having zero debt, having tons of cash and having massive, um, you know, passive cash flow. That was what I was focusing on so that I could have a life of my dreams. And, and so I never lost sight of that. Everything I did, if somebody rejected me or somebody quit or somebody, I didn't care. I didn't, it didn't bother me at all. I just knew what I was trying to do. And I kept looking for the right people that would help me, you know, with that quest. And so I think wow. when you figure out, 
exactly what you want and it's crystal clear and it's written down and you visualize it every single minute of the waking day, which is what I did, then it's easy to stay focused. It's easy because that's all I'm thinking about. I didn't care if somebody quit. I didn't care if somebody didn't want to go along with me. It didn't matter to me. I'll go find somebody that does. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that visualize that visualized piece is a big thing. And I've heard other people Huge. say in almost every book, every book I've ever read, it talks about visualization. And I hear some people yeah. kind of, um, I don't know, make fun of it or, you know, and I'll say it like I, I said to the other day to somebody, I said, you ever watch these, you know, NBA final games or football games, these guys come into the stadium, they're wearing a suit and around their ears, they usually have some sort of headphones and they're listening, mm. they're getting their head straight. So right. if visualization doesn't matter. Why are these guys doing it? You know, why, why, why are the best athletes in the world focused on keeping my head straight, thinking about that last shot, thinking about that play, thinking about what I'm going to do when that guy cuts left and I need him to cut right. You know, all, all of those things, uh, you know, is that visualizing it matters. And, you know, when I first started speaking, uh, I remember, you know, visualizing having content uh, where people would be receptive and where I would see people like, you know, engaging with me, me. Engage. and it would be a conversation. Yeah. Right. yeah. I, I mean, I, I dreamed, I mean, some of the, the silly stuff, but I dreamed it was, you know, being in a stadium and being introduced and, and, you know, coming out on stage. And then, you know, when I, I, I you know, I, I did this massive event with George and Barbara Bush and um, Kevin Bacon did an introduction, and, you know, I was meeting with, um, Dikembe Mutombo and, you know, 15,000 people in the audience. And it's like a, it's like a Southern Baptist megachurch or something. And people are there to learn and grow. And I thought, as I looked out at the crowd, I, I've been here before. I didn't know this was right. the place, but I've been here before. Like, I know what to do because I've spent my whole life visualizing this experience, this moment. This is what I've been preparing right. for right here. Right. Exactly. Well, you know, the, the, the thing about the, I think, I think what most people don't realize, you know, how we create is by focusing on a thing relentlessly over time. I have a saying that we create in our physical reality, what we completely, totally focus on relentlessly. And, and that's true. Mm -hmm. you, you're just men. You just did that. You, you with what you just said there. And I, and I think people don't realize that they have the ability to do it. So like, the, for example, I use this a lot. I said, well, you know, have you ever really wanted a new car? You know, like I mean, when you thought about getting a new car, what a specific car, one of the things that happens, you start thinking about it all the time. You start seeing that you open up a magazine, there's a car. You, you pull up to a stoplight, there you see that car. You drive into a parking lot, you see that car. You start seeing it everywhere you go because, and they were always there before, but you're attracting now because you're, you're visualizing that. You're thinking about it. You're thinking about it all the time. And then, of, of course, you end up getting it. But that's, that's how we create everything. That's how yes. you're creating the current, the business that you're trying to create. That's what you're doing. You're thinking about it nonstop. And so what most people don't realize is that they have already done this before, but the problem is they don't do it on purpose all the time. And you have to learn <sighs> how to do it. that on, you have to learn how to do that on purpose all the time. And everyone has a capacity to do that. Not everyone will, but everyone can do that. And you have to you have to be able to manage yourself and have the self discipline to do it relentlessly, every day, every waking moment, thinking about what you want. That's how I've created the business and the life I've created is through that kind of a focus. So I I don't even worry about how I'm going to do it. I just think about it, and then somehow the universe aligns and and puts the right people in the right situations in in place for me to make that thing happen. And that's I've been doing that for you know decades now. There's, there's something to that. There's something to that. I told our team yesterday, we had a staff, or Monday, we had a staff meeting. We were talking about our 90, we update uh, basically every 90 days, of course, our 90 day plan, but our one year, a three year and a five year plan. And our five year plan is to have 1 million engaged members inside of our community, engaged members inside our community. We are, you know, I already have a million people who are fans on Facebook, but that, that's just the page, right? I want a million engaged right. people. And of course, sure. immediate response from like my, my director of, um, you know, our managing director is like, well, how? <laughs> Listen, how is up to you, right? The, right? the what, this dream, one million people, this vision, 
uh, is, is, is that is, is, is my intention. And you didn't use this word, but I've been thinking about this a lot, intention. We live a lot of our lives uh, unintentionally. You know, something yeah, happens absolutely. to us. Sometimes we call it reactionary. You know, people are blaming well, the president for this. They're blaming politics for this. And it's like, listen, all of this is a sideshow. Just go live your life. Claim what you want. Like you said, think about it. Claim it and let, your, let it consume your whole world. You don't have time for that other crap. Just let what you want consume you and go get it. Yeah, absolutely. I think most, most people are, everybody who's, you know, highly successful is just, they're consumed by what they're doing. It's not, it's not, they don't think about every now and then. They don't think about taking off the weekend. They think about how they're going to create that thing that they want to create. That's what they do. That's what I did. That's what you're doing and what you've always done. And every single person that has become significantly successful, whatever they do, that's what they do. There, there's no, that's how you get there. That's how you do it. Yeah. You can't, you, yeah, can't, you, know, I say, you know, I think you have to, you have to be like a laser beam. I said, most people are like, you know how, if you look at a fluorescent light, the way the light emanates, right? It's just all scattered all over. It's not powerful. Yeah. That's how most people live their lives. Like a, like a fluorescent yeah. light. And what you have to live your life like is like a laser beam and lasers are powerful. In fact, now they're, 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 they're developing weapons uh, out of, with lasers to, for, to, you know, for war. So because yeah, it's yeah, powerful. Yeah. And so when your focus gets narrow and laser like, that's when you're going to start seeing amazing results take place in your life and in your business. Yeah. What, what's interesting is, and, and I don't think I've asked you about your upbringing, but, you know, a lot of people live in that okay zone where they, they, yeah. they, they were raised in a family where you kind of did okay, you know, whether you went to public school or something better, got into public college, had enough to go on that beach trip every summer, you know, weren't, quote unquote, the poorest person in their community. You weren't the richest, but you were kind of okay. And it's interesting when I meet people, there's a couple of people who I just interviewed in our community. One was an Olympic athlete who was homeless and came from an abusive family. And he said, the only thing I thought about all day long was how do I get out of here? How do I get out of here? So when the opportunity to be on the, on the Adidas team and get out of there came, he spent every waking moment training to be an Olympic athlete because he wanted to get out of there. And right. you know, we don't have that fuel, that fire. Uh, you're right. I love the analogy of the laser versus the fluorescent. Same power or the same, same source, which is light, same source. Right. One can take a drone out of the air at, you know, four or five, 10,000 feet, 30,000 feet from a, from a ship. The other one, you know, you, you, you put in your garage to make sure, okay. you know, you can work on some side projects, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. You know, like a good and, and, is the enemy of great. Yeah, good is the enemy of great. I mean, that's the, you're talking about. Most people think it's good enough, but but good is the enemy of great. Yeah, it's good enough, right? Good enough to do okay. Yeah. Good enough to have somebody in your local area who 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 has less things than you do. And what people don't realize is that you know you, it, you know you're you're happy because you're not the worst. But there's nothing you can look at and say this is the one thing I've spent my entire life building. This one thing. This, this is my destiny. Um, so if your people are listening and they're thinking, okay, so I, I need intention, I need focus, I need to be like that laser beam that's focused at something, what's, the, you know, what's one thing you would recommend, and maybe you have recommended all 15,000 plus of your sales team, uh, what, what's that one thing you recommend to every single person you meet? Like, this is, do this. Well, one is, uh, like I said, you need to get crystal clear about what you want out of your life. I mean, because if you don't have that, then it doesn't matter what you do. You're not going to stay focused. You're not going to get it done. I think that's the number one thing that people need to sit down and figure out with your partner or whatever. What do you want out of your life? Where do you want it to be? You know, what do you want it to look like? Uh, because unless you know what the goal is, you, you have no, you're going to have any idea how to get there. You've got to figure out what that is first. And then you got to prepare. I mean, whatever you decide you're going to do, you got to, you know, I, I have two, two kids and they're both, they're all very successful. And one of the things that I talk to them about all the time is forget about making money 
and focus on being great at what you do. If you look at every single, you know, discipline, mm. whether it's actors or athletes or, or, you know, business people, it doesn't matter what they are. If you're, if you're a great actor, you're going to make big money. If you're a great athlete, you're going to make money. If you're a great, you know, plumber, you're going to make great money. If you're a great contractor, you're going to make money. I don't care what it is, great doctor, attorney, you name the thing. But the great ones all make big money because they focus on being great and money follows you. And mm. most people are chasing dollars as opposed to being great at what they do. They, they're getting it backwards. You know, they, they, need to, they need to focus on being great. And that's, that's what I did. I just, I always thought I'm, I'm at a certain level right now, but if I keep working on this for the next year or two or five or 10, and I'm relentless about getting better at becoming great at my craft, then great things are going to happen. I'm going to make big money. I'm going to get financially independent. I'm going to get debt free. I'm going to, I'm going to accomplish my goals. I'm going to live the life of my dreams. But the focus is always on being great not on chasing dollars. I think that's the number in my business. I see that's the number one thing that prevents people from really going to, to, you know, the a really excellent level. They I have a lot of guys that make, you know, hundred, 200 grand a year, but to go to a million dollars a year, you've got to be, you got to be great at what you do. You're not going to make a million and be mediocre at what you do. It's just not going to happen. You and that has to be your total unadulterated focus. And that, I think that's what people, you know, I mean, as in a short little message like this, that's what I would focus on if I were them. Oh. Yep. Yeah. I, I was on stage this last weekend. Sounds like you were too. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I told the audience, this is why I talk about being awesome because, yeah. you know, there's really two rules to being awesome. Uh, one, be incredibly easy to do business with. So, you know, eliminate anything that stops people from, from, from doing business with you, whether it's your own bad habits, whether it's sloppy business practices or anything else that slows them down. And then the second rule of awesome, which is really, you know, much easier after rule number one is accomplished, be so awesome people ask for more. Uh, and, 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 and the reality is you're right. There's a lot of, you know, oh, check the box. You paid for this. I gave you that. Why are you complaining? But it's not mm -hmm. awesome. And, 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 and since it's not awesome, people don't want more of it because they've got yeah, okay exactly. and they've got, you know. Yeah, so, so be so awesome. People ask you for more. Um, I love that. Any, uh, where have you seen things go wrong in developing sales teams, salespeople? Where, where have you seen things go wrong? Well, I think that the biggest problem is that people don't focus on the very thing that get results. You know, they're, they're, uh, people are busy. They're just trying to be busy all the time. Like, you know, like, and, and I think the thing that, uh, that I've always, I'm a results oriented guy. You know, I don't, you know, people would tell me, y'all, well, I did this. I, well, but did you get the check? Did you, did you close them? Did you, did you get results? All the other stuff is bullshit. You know, I, yeah. I want to know if you got the check or not. Did you close? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I yeah. think being results oriented is, is really big. I think most very, I mean, I almost virtually all highly successful people are, are results oriented. They get, a, they get rid of all the minutia and they focus like crazy on making something happen. And I think a lot of people just think if they're busy, you know, they're, that they're going to make things happen, but that's not how it works. You know, I think you need to get mega results oriented. And I'm sure you don't agree with the shotgun approach too. It's like, I'm going to try this and try this and try this and see what works. Uh, it seems like with what you described about laser focus, um, maybe you can try out some different things, but you're pretty clear about what results you want to achieve right from the start. Absolutely. Crystal clear. I know exactly what I want to do. Yeah. And you need to know that because otherwise you're, otherwise you're like, like a shotgun. You're like, you're like the fluorescent light. You're just all over the place. And, and, you know, people like you or people that are successful, I mean, they're, they're laser like focus. You, you, I, I would say, I would oh, tell yeah. people the only, oh, way, yeah. the only way you're going to, the only way you're going to get me off track of what I'm trying to do is you're going to have to hit me up by, upside the head with a two by four. There's no way you're getting me off of what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Nothing, yeah. Nothing's going to yeah. stop me. When, you know, nobody. About a year and a half ago when I started making this pivot away from uh, consulting with really big clients and you, you and I had several conversations about this. But uh, I was talking with my team and, 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 and really kind of sitting down with my wife and talking through these different things. And, uh, uh, and she said, well, you know, we we're talking back and forth. She said, well, you know, look, obviously, you know, you know business. If this doesn't work, then, then uh, you know, then I guess you can go work for somebody else. You can get a job or go back to consulting, you know. And I think she, you know, she was being encouraging. She was being encouraging. But I said to her, 
listen, this is going to work, number one. Definitely. Number two, mm-hmm. we'll sell everything we have, right? And she just right. looked at me for a second. And she said, so you're serious. And I said, you better fucking believe I'm serious, right? <laughs> this is how serious I am. I'll sell everything we have, cash out every stock. Like this is going to be, and, and, you know, I think that's that level of determination where a lot of people are playing at stuff. Oh, I'm going to do this, right. this side business, make a little I'm, money on I'm the gonna side. Try, I'm going to you know? try this. Yeah. Trying. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah, try yeah. 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 That's it. I have a saying, trying is lying. You know, have you ever tried to pick up a pencil? You can't try to pick up, you either pick it up or you don't pick it up. So trying yeah. is lying. Either do or don't, do, as Yoda says, right? Yep, 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 yeah. It, it's it's um, you know, it's that mindset. It's that mindset. Is is yeah. this is going to happen? Um, it may not happen the first time I try it, but or you know, I you know, the first time I, I attempted to do it, but it mm-hmm. will happen. I'm I'm going to develop the muscles or the aptitude or the skill or the connections, whatever I need to make sure that this happens. It's going to happen. Absolutely. You got to have that resolve that, you know, come heck or high water, you're going to make it happen. So obviously you're somebody um, who people need to get to know better because your attitude and your insights. Um, uh, by the way, I, I think if you're listening, you know a little bit that Hector is not someone who tolerates fools. So if you're somebody who wants right. to play around, you may not want to poke him because <laughs> you're poking a bear, yeah. right? <laughs> right? But if you're someone who's serious no. and looking for a, someone in your life who is can, will will always push you to that next level, Hector, how, how how do we how do we engage with you? What's the best way to to, to catch up with you? Well, t- Twitter. I'm on Twitter every day. You, you know, I'm uh, so it's at Hector Lamar on Twitter, and um, I I tweet I tweet out every single day, so all all positive you know, enriching kind of stuff. And then uh, I have a website, hexelmark.com, and I do a podcast, a weekly subscribed pod- podcast that if, you know, if you're interested in learning more about the, like what we're talking about, this is the kind of stuff I talk about in my podcast, different things, people that write things. A lot, I've used a lot of your stuff where I'll, you know, I usually know I'll talk about an article you wrote and then I'll interject my own thoughts into it as well and share, share what other successful people are doing. It's, it's, it's it's good. It's good for somebody who's, who wants to learn how to be successful. You know, how do successful people think? How do they act? What do they do? That's right. So that, that's, that's right. I, I still, I love the, 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 the quote Tony Robbins says, success leaves clues. And uh, I like, by the way, I think sometimes you do a better job of, of writing my blogs than I do because I'll write like 17 paragraphs and you'll grab like, 140 characters and go, and I'm like, well, that should have been the whole post right there. Right. I should have just done that. So, you know, I've been, yes, I've been doing that for, for, for 30 some years. Like I told you, I'm a racer. So I would take books and then I would, in my, in my business, I would, I would take the most important things that I think that are pertinent to what I'm, what people are trying to do. And then I would, you know, condense it into just like, like 140 characters or 240 characters. Yeah. But that's, I'm, I'm, I'm good at doing that for some reason. I, I can take, take the best and leave the rest, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's one thing too. I, I sometimes I'm around people who get offended if, you know, they disagree with one thing from their hero or some, from somebody that they're going for. And I say, look, I, I'm just trying to find a nugget. I, every, every, whether I disagree with you, whether I hate you, it's amazing. Even in people that I disagree with, like violently or, you know, vigorously, whatever the right adjective is, there's like always that one nugget that I'm like, you know what, you got me, or I can learn this from you. It's pretty, inter- pretty interesting. Well, you by know, the way, for those of you who don't know how to spell, sorry, go ahead. HectorLawMark.com, by the way, my website, just my name. Yeah. But I think, I think that you just to say a little bit what you're saying there, that Every book, even if it's, you know, 90% stuff that you already know, there's always something good. I mean, even like talk to them and there's probably some things that I said that you hadn't thought about maybe, or that, you know, that crystallized what you wanted to do or whatever. So the more you can, you can expose yourself to different people, different ideas that are successful and are doing well. And this take the best and leave the rest. Yeah, absolutely. I love that attitude. By the way, for those of you, 
Um, if you just look, if you Google Hector Lamarck, it's Hector, last name L-A-M-A-R-Q-U-E, Hector Lamarck on Twitter. Uh, he's got skill with people. He's got talks. He's got his Lamarck system for sales. He's got his podcast. Again, uh, reading lists, um, it, you know, it, to, be, to be candid with you, just tap into that Twitter feed. If you're not doing it, you're crazy. If you're not, you'll get enough there every day just to be uh, uh, inspired uh, for the success journey. You know, what's cool, Hector, is like obviously you're training financial product salespeople, right? But right. I feel like if you were selling, if you were training Starbucks salespeople, it would be just as effective. If it's winning is winning, Dan. Winning is winning. I don't care what you do. It's all, it, it just all relates to, you know, it's the same stuff. I don't care what you're involved. If you're listening to this and you're in a different kind of business, it doesn't matter. It's the thought process that makes the difference. And so if you get your thinking right, you'll get your actions right. If you get your actions right, you'll get your results right. Well, I can't think of any better way to end this. So thank you for spending some time with us, Hector. Enjoyed it. Always great, my buddy, my friend. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Dan again. I told you that was going to be a rare treat, and I'm sure you're blown away and as excited as I was just spending the time with Hector earlier today uh, talking about how he's accomplished what he's done. If you're excited and motivated by the brand of awesome that Hector Lamarck brings, and you're going to be even more excited for the mini series that's going to kick off July 23rd on, you guessed it, this very podcast. The Edgy Conversations podcast is proud to bring you the Bring Your Own Awesome mini series uh, with the Brock star, Brock Edwards, as you know, in the community and myself interviewing people like you. In fact, it may be you who I've already interviewed, and we're going to hear your incredible episode on the Edgy Conversations podcast. If you've got friends who love awesome things, share the podcast with them. If you love this episode, go on iTunes, like it, share it, leave us a review, hopefully all five stars. And whatever you do, don't forget about coming back tomorrow to listen to the next episode. See you there.